How's it going? This is Ty, and this is episode 58 of the Fiction and Copy Decoded podcast, and I'd like to welcome you. Welcome. Okay, before we get into this, I'd like to say that this is another rather embarrassing story that I had lived through because of the fact that I had done some things and thought some things that weren't the smartest conclusion from the circumstances in the world, and so I hope you learn from it. Okay, so the original title of the post that this episode is going to be linked to is actually titled uh, How One Word in an Emoticon Shook Up My Outlook on Life. It was published January 30th of 2014, and it's about actually about the good friend of mine that I had talked about, I believe, just the episode before this, when I had talked about what I had talked about over there. And this is still about him because it had happened, he was involved, and it's really nothing bad, it's just for me, it's pretty embarrassing. Okay. So I saw, I was on Facebook, of course, as I usually am, and I saw a status from another friend about where if you replied to the status, he'd leave a word about where he met those people who replied. It was one of those copy and paste deals. And I did it without thinking, and I usually don't do that type of thing because I think it's lame and corny. So anyway. All right, so what had happened was the fact that after I did that, another friend of mine posted the word disappointed with a frowning emoticon. And it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> For some silly reason... That one word and a frowning emoticon sent me into like this emotional tailspin roller coaster, and it was just, it was utterly ridiculous, as, as you'll see in a minute. But this was just, ugh. anyway, it's like, okay, why would that be a problem? Okay. For a little bit of background, I talked about a friend of mine before, but I'll say it again in a perspective from this particular post. Uh, this guy is a pretty level-headed guy. In other words, he'd be the type of guy I think who would, if he thought you were being stupid, he could tell you you were being stupid and you would be okay with it because he's just that kind of a guy. It's like he's not a jerk and he's really out to help people because that's just the kind of guy he did. He is, and if he sees you doing something you shouldn't or what have you, he'll correct you if he thinks you need it. So, all right. So... His dad had been going through some health issues, and I hadn't followed up on it as closely as I should have. And I thought this was actually the problem. It's like, you posted on Facebook claiming to be an awesome and caring person, and you can't even call me up kind of a thing. It's like, okay. So he, he's one of my oldest friends, and I'm proud to say that because, like I said, he's an awesome guy. So <laughs> I left this almost this like super emotional phone message uh, asking basically, you know, what, what I'd actually done to tick him off and left it at that because I really wanted to know if I've done something that I didn't realize was a thing so that I could say I was sorry. We could sew things back up and move on. Okay. So, and I still worried about it just because of the fact that that's just me being me, which is kind of a thing I'm working on trying to not to worry about things I don't have any direct control over. But that's a story for another post and another episode or 10 probably. Okay, so he calls me back 
He explains that he had been disappointed about the copy and paste status because it had been going around lately and it seems like everybody was doing it. And he thought I would have been the type to avoid doing any of that, which uh, to his credit, he was mostly right. And I can't remember why I'd done this at the time. Maybe I just wanted to see who would reply and what about. So I had my answer. I was like, okay, so so why was this story like a horrible thing, a, a strange thing, uh, as far as my involvement with it was? Well, I would say, well, three or four reasons. I could probably think of more, but I'll give you the ones that I had originally thought of, and we'll go from there. Okay, I jumped to conclusions. That's number one. I jumped way to conclusions because of the fact that it's like one word and one emoticon is like almost zero information to go on about anything. And I had conjured up this whole scenario that didn't even exist uh, because of the fact that I just, I guess it's maybe a human thing maybe to try to supply information when information is not there to reach a conclusion of some sort of satisfactory conclusion about some issue. That's just me. That's speculation on my part. I don't, I don't really know anything about psychological research and so on that I could connect to jumping to conclusions, <laughs> at least not at this point, which is fine. Okay. If you're, it's kind of like mysteries. If you're, if you write fiction, you can use this to advantage in mysteries and probably maybe even like other genres, like maybe like the romance genre or what have you, because of the fact that a lot of people have a lot of, have to try to fill in blanks sometimes, especially with figuring out how other people feel about them or like if they like them or like with a mystery to try to figure out who did what. I mean, ideally, You'd want to have more to go on, and in a mystery, you would be uncovering clues a little bit at a time. But there's sometimes that uh, characters take a wrong turn because they think something is the way it isn't. So I think that can be really helpful if you're writing for things for fiction and what have you. And also, jumping to conclusion is interesting for nonfiction or copywriters too, because a lot of times people have incomplete information or incomplete knowledge on a subject that may make all the difference in the world because maybe you can be the one, depending on what you've gone through and what's worked for you, to fill in the gaps of that knowledge. It's like, well, a lot of people think that A, B, and C are the only things you need to worry about on such and such subjects, but I had discovered another thing, thing D, that really affects thing B more than it should or more than people normally think it should. And that's helpful to you for this reason, this reason, and that reason, that kind of a thing. Okay. So the next thing that I had learned from this was don't jump to conclusions. That's easy to say, hard to do. And I can say that I'm at the top of the list of people who need to hear that over and over and over. And I would avoid a lot of stress if I would just just calm down about the whole thing and just let it go to the extent that I could let it go before I had heard the answer about what exactly the deal was. Uh, You remember that joke that's not really a joke about the word assume, probably. It's, uh, 
Yeah. So that's, that's how I think about this. Something may not be what it seems. Another thing that took me a lot of time to learn, and that was reinforced by this particular incident in my life, was to not let other people affect how you feel. This is really difficult, or it can be difficult because of negativity and what have you. I've learned this years ago, and as long as I can put this into practice consistently, I feel a lot better emotionally and things like that and more able to get things done. But I personally am a long way from where I want to be with this particular idea. People can give you advice. That's fine. You can take it or leave it. Mourn your defeat. Celebrate your victories. That's fine. And do your best to pick yourself up and move ahead. But it's another reason or issue altogether to make it so that your entire happiness, your joy, and your whole being, for that matter, hangs on what somebody else says or does because they're who they are. Because uh, looking for, to circumstances for happiness is a never-ending search. And I think avoiding that search as much as you can or as soon as you can will save you a lot of tears, tissues, and torn up insides because that's a lot of people. That's why I think so much about fairy tales and things like that, especially with uh, the, the fairy tale Peter and the magic thread or Peter and the golden thread. I think the French version of it was called, French or German version was called Peter and the Magic Thread about regret and things like that because of the fact that that search for happiness within your circumstances, it's like if you would have XYZ, you would be happy. Well, once you get XYZ, you're not happy or you're not as happy as you think you would because your mind had kind of played a trick on you a little bit. So... It's hard to remember sometimes. I I mean, I grew up trying to do my best in school. My parents, uh, when I was littler and when I was not so littler, stressed less about, stressed less about my grades than I did. But that's, that's another story. Okay. So I had allowed what my friend post, posted affect how I felt. That's not, that's not on him. And this went on for hours. So much opportunity was lost, and I only had myself to blame. Okay. Another point that I think I learned from this was to always look at what's underneath. By that, I mean to say, what if I had done, I'm, I'm usually not the type to do this, but let's say I had had a reaction to it where I didn't really think about very much and I just blew up. Okay. If I disowned him, he's in my friend for probably 10, 15 years or longer. What if I disowned him over this or said I never talked to him again? I didn't want to lose out something as valuable as this friendship over one comment on Facebook. That to me, that's not worth it. So in this instance, I tried to look beyond what was what seemed to be on the surface, this like disappointment or this disapproval, to look to how can I preserve a connection with a good buddy of mine instead of just, you know, trying to just get ticked off and just blow my stack and 
think of how what a jerk my friend was or what have you. Because he wasn't being a jerk at all. I mean, there's probably some more we could dig out of this, for sure. And that's mostly because of the fact that people are people. People have different reactions to different emotional uh, stimuli, for lack of a better term. If somebody had said they were disappointed in somebody else, depending on how they thought of them, they might take it hard and think that maybe they were a disappointment. Or they might get angry, think of that they were not a disappointment, and just go on with their life. Or they may get angry, think that they aren't a disappointment, and live the rest of their life trying to prove that other person wrong if they think that they themselves were a disappointment. If they thought the other person in the interaction thought that the first person was a disappointment. Okay, so it's an interesting thing because I made a mess. Because I didn't mean to make a mess and a mess was made. And so I had cleaned up a mess, but this mess is what fiction writers and other types of writers too call conflict. And this is conflict is like made of this type of thing. This was mostly inner conflict for me, inside emotional type conflict that I went through with something as simple. It was just a simple, easy thing. It only took like five minutes to make all this hubbub and hullabaloo. And it was just not, I had had the wrong reaction to it looking back on it, but I'm glad things turned out the way they did because things could have gotten a lot worse. And also something extremely small had a really big impact at least for me, for that particular day in my life. That'll be the end of this episode. I appreciate you guys hanging out. To learn more about the blog this podcast is connected to, you can visit it at fictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com. You can learn about me there. You can also learn about me at my copywriting samples website, which is timealcopywriting.yolasite.com. Yolasite is one word. It's Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. And you can also support this podcast. Number one way to do that is by commenting, sharing, and subscribing to it wherever you listen to it, whether that's on Google Play, iTunes, or some other platform. You can also become a monthly contributor if you'd like to do that. For 99 cents a month, you'll get my thanks, which would be totally awesome, especially since I'm planning to do that in each episode where I have monthly contributors. For the next level, I think it's $4.99 a month. I'll give you part of the description of the show for your business or whatever else you're looking to promote. Go to if you have a service business or product business or what have you like that. And for $9.99, I'll plan to give you like a 30 to second to one minute ad in the show itself. So I'll need to learn about your business and who you serve and all kinds of neat stuff. But I'm cool with that if you are. So if you've got a business to promote, that's awesome. Anyway... You can get in touch with me on that if you'd like. Otherwise, we will catch you guys next time. Bye-bye.